Hello and welcome to the Dorvis Podcast. My name is Ari and this is episode 10. On tonight's episode, we're going to be tackling the legend of Thor, both in mythology and in the Marvel Universe, both comics and the movies. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about the God of Thunder and let's get into it. Gentlemen, welcome to uh, episode 10 of the Torvis podcast. We're going to be tackling Thor tonight. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Not sure we're actually going to tackle Thor. He's one tough customer. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, Thor, probably um, the most powerful Avenger. That's, uh, that's what I'm going to say. Maybe I'm throw not that the strongest in some people's mind, but... So we're going to talk about uh, the mythology around the Norse god of Thor, Odin's son, and uh, how he shows up in the Marvel Universe and uh, how he compares to the Viking uh, mythology. So we're going to kind of go down this uh, rabbit hole here, and we'll see kind of where it, it takes us further. I should put it out there right now that uh, I have a replica of Mjolnir sitting on the table here, and uh, I am a massive Thor fan. And if you know who I am and you know what I'm about, you can obviously figure that out pretty quick. So uh, Thor, I have uh, always loved since uh, probably a small child. And uh, in front of us right now, there's a collection of Thor comics that goes back several years that uh, Jason and I actually were talking because we both kind of got into Thor at the same time in the Marvel mm -hmm. uh, comic um, aspect and timeline. So it was between uh, issues 300 and 400, right? That's, that's my peak. 300 to and there's some great, um, some great comics during that time. It led to God, so many uh, adventures, and I was so happy when they finally made the Avengers and the MCU came out, and they actually did a, a Thor th film that was yeah. bang on, rather than the. I don't know if you remember the old Incredible Hulk. Yeah, so Lou Ferrigno playing the Incredible Hulk. So they did, uh, I believe, in the late '80s, they did a made-for-TV film, and they had Thor in it. And did you ever see this, Alex? You showed me on this. We talked right. about this in the first episode. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Right, so I showed him. So anyway, so they have Thor, and he's got, like, this fur coat on, oh, and his hammer is, like, it's really small. <laughs> and the fighting was just... The, uh, the budget's a little better. Yeah. Production value is a little higher now. Yeah, so let's... Um, before we get maybe talking to the, the actual Marvel stuff, let's talk about kind of the mythology of... Um, Thor and uh, Norse mythology and stuff like that. And Alex, you kind of know a little bit about that stuff, right? That's how I was kind of first introduced to Thor um, was through the mythology. Um, I was I was read Greek myths when I was younger, and sort of it branched out into Egyptian and Norse from there. Yeah, it, it was a bit it was a bit of a shock for me, like you know this the the comic book Thor as opposed to the the Norse mythology Thor. A lot of the old school uh, myths and legend are quite savage and brutal, and especially when you look at the. That's what's fun about going back into the mythology is it's not quite as watered down as a lot of the mm -hmm. the uh, the newer like fables and whatnot, right? It's still someone pisses you off, you smash their face in. That's what Thor was about. Yeah. So I grew up with that Thor. Um, in my mind, uh, he was savage, strong. Like he would, if he was mad, he got mad. You know, and that's kind of the legend and the myth that that I knew. And one of the things that the, the the Norse people and the, and the Vikings in particular, Thor wasn't like a chaotic good god. I mean, they they worship yeah. him because of his strength. 
But the thing about Thor is he was angry and surly. And if he, if you pissed him off or whatever you did, then he would, there's like, he was a God of retribution. He wasn't like Odin. Odin was really the all father. And like he, Odin was kind of, he had that omniscient fair. Like there was a lesson, there was a morality, like there's a way through with Odin. Right. With Thor, it was like, if you fuck up, this is the consequence and it's, it suits the crime, so to speak. Like it's very uh-huh. eye for an eye type mentality. One of my favorite myths is uh, Loki, his younger brother, where he, uh, uh, his wife, uh, Sif, is known for her beautiful, long, blonde hair. Yep. And in one of his pranks, he cuts her hair. Mm-hmm. So Thor mm-hmm. beats him to within an inch of his life for cutting his wife's hair. Because Loki also isn't the same as in the... You know, Loki's not a maniacal bad. He's he's chaotic, but it's neither good nor evil. It's yeah, just he's chaos he's for the trick, sake of chaos. He's a trickster. He yeah. just yeah. does pranks and pisses people off. And he often felt Thor's wrath. And uh, in this case, this was probably, besides his, his final punishment, uh, which when he was chained to that rock with mm-hmm. a snake dripping venom into his face. But besides that, this was the most savage beating he's ever received, simply for cutting Thor's wife's yeah. which I thought that that to me kind of summed up the the Thor that I knew, you know. And the thing about Thor and Loki, I mean, it goes that goes back and forth their relationship, and he was always playing these pranks on him and uh, illusions, right? Yeah. It's like at one time uh, Thor ended up going and he was drinking out of this goblet, out of a giant's oh, goblet, yes. right? And it ended up being the ocean, and he, and he kept drinking and drinking <laughs> and drinking, and 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 the goblet wouldn't go down, and Thor couldn't figure out what it was, and well, the illusion was he was actually drinking from the ocean, so of course he's not going to finish the goblet, yeah, you know, and uh, it, it, very interesting. Yeah. And the other one I really like is he ended up fighting a uh, a giantess and used Mjolnir and was smashing her head with uh, with the hammer, yeah. and it wasn't doing any damage, and he just kept going over and over and smashing it, and then when the illusion was lifted, he had actually leveled a mountain range, because he was actually throwing his hammer against a mountain, mountain range. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. And when I grew up, I, I read a lot of Norse mythology and, you know, like spent hours just reading that stuff. It's really cool now with the advent of audiobooks, because there's lectures and things mm-hmm. that I always, I constantly listening to. Uh, so... Now, when you went from knowing the kind of that mythology and then going seeing the the Thor in the movies, totally different. Yeah. But had you have you read any of the comics before that or anything? Uh, no, I hadn't read any of the comics. The only way that I knew <coughs> Thor was through the Avengers. I knew he was a member of the Avenger and through the Avengers comics. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done any specific Thor. Either the first single Thor thing I'd actually seen mm-hmm. is when it came out. You know that first movie with. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That was the first time I actually solely saw a Thor solo thing. Mm-hmm. Before that, he was, that to me was a, a weird, it was a, it was a strange thing. I was like, why is Thor a member of the Avengers? I didn't get it. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, people were like, oh, that's not like North mythology Thor. That's the MCU Thor. And, I, and to me, I just, I immediately just discredited it because it was like, whoa, what are they doing? What's happening here? Well, it, you know, it's, it's different, I guess. And since Jason and I both grew up with reading the comics and things, yeah. Jay, when, when Thor came out in the Avengers and, and that well, thing, to me, how, what I, was it like? Mine was the opposite of Alex. I was like, there was, for me, there was Thor first, then there was Thor in the Avengers. Like, I, I remember Thor independently first before, before being back. Do remember as part of the Avengers, but I. Oh, you mean independently primary, in the. Yeah, I remember primarily being Thor because most of my comic book stuff is. I collect like Thor and Conan and Gru. Those are my three main com- comic collections. Yeah. So I come from a fantasy side. So I mean, I was also into the Avengers and stuff, but 
it was through Thor that I got into the Avengers rather than right. than getting into no, I got I got into the Avengers through Thor rather than Thor through, through the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, kind of opposite experience. Right. Me. And the thing about Thor, so he was uh, he's a uh, he was created by uh, Stan Lee, uh, and his first comic actually came out. He debuted in 1962 in the Journey into Mystery, and that's when he first uh, kind of made yeah. his appearance. And uh, Mjolnir, obviously being the big tool that he uses, his hammer. Uh, special made out of a special um, uh, material. Now they they say that the material comes from the heart of a star. Sometimes they call it a metal. It depends on who you're kind of asking. And uh, Mjolnir had uh, many abilities and was supposed to be um, indestructible. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they they talk about, it's a little different in the in the actual mythology. But Mjolnir can't be lifted by a being who's not worthy. Yeah. And we kind of talked about this. Uh, a little bit before, but is it you're not worthy, or is it so heavy? Like, what's the thing that prevents it from being lifted? It's because no, it's you have to be worthy. It's the enchantment. Yeah, it's Odin's, it's Odin's, Odin's wizardry. One of the best scenes, actually, that I remember, I think it was in the Avengers, is when the Hulk is fighting Thor, and he catches Thor's hammer, Mid-throw. and it falls, yeah. and he grabs onto it, and he's trying to lift it. And it, this was a little neat thing. When he tries to lift it, obviously it's not going to budge, but because the Hulk is so strong, you notice that the floor underneath him... He starts him, breaking through the deck of the, right. the, the floating ship. There. Which would yeah. totally make sense, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of selective in the movies. Like he's at, what is it, Jane, Jane's apartment and he hangs up the hammer on the, the coat rack. And it's yeah. Totally <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, it's kind, of, kind of selective of how heavy it actually is. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. So the, um, we had talked earlier about the 1988 film of The Incredible Hulk where Thor appears. And that was played by an actor by the name of Eric Allen Kramer. And that was the first incarnation of Thor on the small screen or big screen. Uh, well, small screen because it was television. So uh, again, very funny. You should check it out because uh, the, the, the costume is uh, ridiculous. Yeah. He, they also did this... Here's a little trivia for you. There is a singer that goes... Okay. Yeah, oh, we don't want to go down here? This okay. is what I was just going to go down. Okay, go so, ahead. Yeah. okay so I'll start it off. There's a singer that um, basically calls himself Thor. And there is a Netflix a documentary on him, which is amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, you've got to watch it. And 80s he, metal fucking legend. What? So he was, a, he was an ex-stripper who ended up be starting a metal bland, and it was, he was a, just a Thor gimmick, and he used to end up blow up a, a hot water bottle, and he'd yeah. get exploded, bend and he would bend bar, bars. Yeah. And, this, and this was Thor from myth or Thor from the comics? Like, that, did he dress like a, like a blonde, like yes. with a big cape and yes. everything? Like, yeah. Oh, so Thor from the comics. Cheesy 80s glam. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it's incredible. So he, he really wanted to play Thor. So he, Thunder on the Tundra, great album. Yeah, <laughs> he's from uh, Vancouver. Really? Yeah, Canadian metal. Yeah, wow. so he ended up um, contacting Marvel, and he tried to get. He contacted Stan Lee, and he's like, you know, if you do a television show, I should be your Thor. You know, I'm going to be your Thor. I'm the guy. You've got to see. I'm, oh my god! I, I will pull up a picture so you can wow. see it. Incredible. And he actually, there was a movie that came out in the '80s called Adventures in Babysitting, and they have this one segment in there where there's this mechanic. And the kids are trying to get the car fixed. And there's a girl in there. She's absolutely obsessed with Thor. And all of a sudden you see kind of the, the hydraulics come down and this guy standing there and he's holding like a big mallet. And she's like, oh my God, it's Thor. And this is like blonde guy with long hair. Right. Anyway, he wanted to play that part, but they said no. Oh, yeah. I see. So, um, yeah, so to kind of get back to it, the, the, the comic books, 
kind of when they went into the MCU, I think they did a pretty good job. Oh, they did a great job. Yeah. Did you did you like the movies? I, I like the movies, yeah, a lot. They, they did a really good job with the movies, and they got better as it, as it went along. I mean, you know, the first two have got some rough spots in them, but the third one, the Ragnarok one, was, was definitely the best of the... Of a lot of them. Yeah, that was... And in fact, that's my favorite of all the Marvel movies that they've made. Mm-hmm. Was but the third. I like the first one because it introduced the character, how they kind of showed his brutish, savage, like, I want to smash stuff. Like, they, they, they did a, an homage back to yeah. the actual god and then interacting with humanity and moving yeah. forward from there, which is, which is great because obviously the Marvel universe takes Thor and kind of says this is what the legends were about, but yeah. this is who he is. Yeah, they kind of have right? their own legends. They did a good job of showing his pride and vanity and yeah. arrogance and, and all that sort of thing in, in there. They did a different sort of origins thing slightly than they did in the in the comics, but they tied some of that stuff back in there nicely. Like the 60s Thor, he goes down, he gets sent down to Earth again for the same thing with Odin, banishing him for his pride to sort of humiliate humiliate him and give him humility mm-hmm. and then they had him fighting these because it's the 60s he was fighting these rock men from saturn or something like that and interestingly in the they didn't do that in the marvel movie as, a, as an origin they worked out the different thing for the thor movie but in the second one where he's against the dark elves there's one of the planet cities or one of the realms that he's on and mm-hmm. he fights this big rock monster that comes comes out and it actually looks like one of the Rockmen from Saturn. So they oh, didn't they didn't do it, but it was a nice call out to the people like, hey, you changed his origin, but they called that back. So little touches like that. So yeah. even if you're gonna change things, give a little nod to the original fans. Like and one of the things about the Norse mythology that people don't know is that they think that the the gods were immortal. They're actually were not immortal. And that's what sets North mythology apart from almost any other mythology at the time was that, you know, the Greeks and the Egyptians, um, the Egyptian gods could could die actually, but yeah, really they, they never really did. But mm-hmm. the the Greek gods were immortal, could do anything. They were they were above everything. The the Norse gods, they got hungry, they would starve, they could die. There was they went through the same struggles that every person went through as well. The extreme longevity of the Norse mythology and those gods it was different than the immortality of the greek gods yes yeah and i think that part of that's due to the environment if you look at the mediterranean versus the scandinavian environments it's a much harsher uh place for people to live in so the gods had to be dealing with harsher things Mm -hmm. they didn't have that social structure where there was that the palisades and the person who could just chill and be that almost you know that um emperor type figure in his white robes and having a bath every day like you didn't quite get that level of royalty treatment you had to fight for your existence like farming just even just being fed surviving in in scandinavia is different than in the mediterranean where the food almost grows itself the weather yeah winter is coming that's like that's a legit fear (laughs) it totally and that's why they were always you know for good crops and they were always like praying to the gods it's like please give us good crops And, and we weren't even like pray for no winter they're like for a merciful winter you know like where there's not there is sunshine after like a month of darkness and snow up to your yeah which is a little harder to grow the crops there than say southern yes so thor had some additional stuff and he had his of course his hammer mjolnir but he also had uh, a a belt which he wore which would yeah uh, but the belt itself would give him they said in the marvel comics that it would double his strength and I believe if he used the belt, he would be weakened after it. 
That was one of the things. Um, and then the other thing is he had a pair of gauntlets. And what were the gauntlets for? In the mythology, the gauntlets were to make Mjolnir return to him. Mm-hmm. So he was able to throw the hammer and then have them come back. Mm-hmm. And I think in the comics, they just did a tribute to that in a couple episodes. I, I don't know specifically what they actually allowed him to achieve. Well, I think in the comic, what they, they allowed him to... Um, they, they protected him from when unleashing Mjolnir's power, like his the maximum uh, power. It was like time for the, to help and stuff like that, but they don't really go I into it. I think they give him more strength, like in, in D&D, in the first edition deities and demigods, I believe the gauntlets give him higher than... Most of the greater gods have like... 25 strength if they're like a fighter like god mm-hmm. but i think that with the gauntlets he gets to bypass even the god limit of 25 and so maybe in the comics where they barely ever use the gauntlets but there's there's um some good episodes or issues i guess versus we're talking about comics early early on in the 270s um where there's a reporter from earth uh red norvell who is a human but then he ends up s- stealing thor's uh, gauntlets and belt and becoming a another kind of Thor. So he was a red-headed, red-bearded Thor at the time where Marvel's regular Thor was blonde with no beard, oddly enough. Right. And, and so... The, yeah, and that, in the North mythology, that's what I... First, I, eventually the blonde uh, vision of Thor became such a popular thing in Western culture that that's what Thor was outside of the comics. I don't know if the comic, if Stanley truly invented that or not, but the first depictions of Thor that I had seen were of a very tall, red-headed, full-beard, mm-hmm. you know, burly-looking man. It wasn't, it, it wasn't like a pleasant face. It was weathered and, and wrinkled, and that was his, uh, the demeanor that he gave out. Yeah. And I think that's the, the key thing for the mythology Thor versus the, um, the comic Thor, is the mythology Thor was never really punished or had any kind of negative connotation to his brutishness or his, you know, embodying that manly anger, that wrath. That was, that was something that was kind of encouraged. And, and that was the moral of the story was if you're pissed off, smash it because that solves the problem. But Marvel did a good job considering they were under the comics code authority. Well, and the time, the times had to change. Right. And I think they did a a very good job. And I, I, obviously I likened to the, the comic Thor far more than I do to the Norse Thor. Like you can't have a yeah. a god like that still making those. You know, it has to change in order to be relevant. Yeah, to and mm-hmm. times. I'm saying is it depends on when the comics come out. If the comic was to come out, say, if Thor was a later edition and he came out in the '90s, like say post Punisher, in a post Punisher era, I think you'd find it would be a different Thor. Like if Thor had come out first of all after the Punisher thing, when comics had turned darker. And people weren't all hung up on the comics code authority shit. Uh-huh. They would probably have a Thor that was more like that brutal Norse mythology Thor. But in the '60s, things were a little bit more. But what I have stronger. to say is what I really like, and what they did so well in the MCU, is how Thor's relationship with Odin and that kind of passing of the mantle, so to speak, was as Odin, the all-powerful, uh, you know, all-father god, um, kind of training his son to eventually be the one who replaces him or, or whatever. But Mm -hmm. the fact that how, you know, if your father is like that and you're invested Mm -hmm. in that relationship, 
how could you just be a meathead, you know, douchebag smashing things? Like, it makes more sense, and I really like how the MCU presented that and his journey with his relationship to yeah, Odin. Yeah, and that's a very Marvel thing. That's what, yeah. what Stanley brought to comics was getting that, that human relationship thing brought into it. And what they had to do for the MCU is they rushed that whole story. Like, if you look at the comics, it was... Odin was always there, and it was Thor on adventure. That's right. what comics are about. But in the MCU, they had to kind of... You know, oh, okay, he's getting older. Oh, he's going to die. Now it's going to be, you know, pass on to Thor. And they had to remove him before Thanos became a problem. You know? like, yeah, I'm, I'm Odin, um, kind of on a tangent here, Odin is very, very, very powerful in the, in the Marvel oh, Universe. Yeah. And, uh, like, he is up there with some really heavy hitters uh, in the yeah. Odin Force and stuff. And after he passes and the comics actually do kind of go down to, there's this, like, Rune Thor and King Thor, he actually gets uh, all of Odin's powers. He does all the same things that Odin did. So Odin t- uh, removed one of his eyes so he would gain wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so King Thor and Rune Thor ended up, he actually removed both of his eyes so he'd even get more wisdom. Wow. And so they called it the Thor Force instead of the Odin Force. Right. So there's all this stuff that kind of... That, that happens um, uh, with that. And also in mythology and also in the comic books, Thor had two Ravens. goats. Oh, oh Thor. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So Thor had the, the two goats, um, which he basically pulled his chariot. And uh, the, the, yes, he would eat them. So the tooth gnasher and tooth grinder, and uh, he could eat them every night. And then when the sun would hit their bones, they would reanimate. Yeah, that's like just perfect pet. Yeah. yeah, but that's such it's a like Viking thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect thing, like, to have an animal carry your, your luggage or, you know, to get you from point A to point B and then be able to devour it. Mm-hmm. So Thor typically uh, is, uh, I, Jason refers to him as a, a glutton a little bit. Yeah, we were just talking about the goats and how they regenerate for his food. And in, in the later later uh, Marvel movies, they have... Uh, thing where you've got the fat Thor and some people made fun of it. It's like, oh, it's totally out of character. But it's like, no, Thor is a total glutton. He loves he loves the booze, loves uh-huh. the food. You know, it's like lots of different times. I mean, they get a little bit of a, the cross with the other characters. They have the Warriors 3 that you'll see a little bit in the in the movies that were also in the comics. So you've got like the big fat fat guy Volstag mm-hmm. ate a lot so Thor's not like that bad but he does does eat and drink a lot he likes to party yeah, and yeah. Like Doctor Strange gets that gets him to drink and finally settles on the on the beer mug that auto fills itself yeah that was that's awesome that's exactly that's what he wants brilliant. Yeah. like that's the drink yeah. for him I would like one of those and another another interesting factoid on that uh, you know kind of never ending drink thing is the you know Ari uh, filled me in uh, on the the history of the drinking horns uh huh and why the Vikings used to drink out of horns. Mm-hmm. And it's because they can't put them down. Yep. So you'd have to finish your drink, and then you'd probably go and fill it up again. So the whole the whole point of it was just you weren't able to put your drink down, and you just get so wasted until you just passed out. Well, it was the height of poor manners to uh, put down a drinking horn, right? So yeah. you constantly had to have it filled and had to be stuff in it. So any time uh, during the Viking age that you would be partying with your fellow Vikings, they would be filling up your horn, filling up your horn. It could never be empty. Yeah. Right? And Until you passed out. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you can't put it down and it can't be empty. So, <laughs> yeah. and you can't not drink. So you're just, unless you're fighting. So you're either fighting or you're unconscious. That's well, or, or you're drinking. Yeah. Much better time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talking about Thor and his feats, we had talked about in the, in the opening uh, of this this episode. We talked about his strength and the strongest Avenger. 
Now, Thor has some remarkable feats of strength in the comic books and also in uh, Thor Ragnarok. So uh, I had watched a YouTube video where it talks about how strong Thor is. Right. And I think I sent you guys a link. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. I did. I saw that one. Pretty yeah. incredible. Like they, they go into the physics and things. They go behind like what each kind of character's feats are and where his feats settle in the ranking. Yeah. And he and Thor gets stronger and stronger in the MCU. But if you look at kind of the comic book version, we can, Jason and I, we can remember some pretty remarkable feats of strength yeah. that he had. Uh, I'm going to go through a couple here and then we'll kind of just talk about them. So Thor has held up a skyscraper before in the comic books. Uh, he pushed the world engine, uh, which is the great tree. And uh, basically, so I'm going to kind of go into this. So to better understand kind of the, the feat of Thor pushing the world engine, it's, it's called, it's important to understand Yggdrasil. Uh, and that is basically referred to as the world tree. It uh, maintains the appearance of an actual gigantic tree, but it is in fact a cosmic pillar that guides time, destiny, and the nature, not for only Asgard, but also for all of the nine realms. So nearly every planet is connected to the world tree in some way. So he, uh, at one point in the comic books, ends up pushing this thing. A really interesting one that I really like, and the MCU has not touched upon this character yet, and they really should, is he accidentally knocked out Namor, otherwise known as the Submariner. Now, for those of you who don't know the Submariner, he, he's basically the Aquaman version of, uh, <laughs> of the DC Universe. Namor was first in the comics, and Aquaman is based off him. Right. And Marvel and DC go back and forth about stealing characters. They've done it for years, but in this particular instance, Namor was actually the, the was designed first and written first, and then Aquaman came out uh, shortly after. Isn't Thor supposed to be Marvel's answer to Superman? Yeah. Uh, but Marvel actually has, they have a yeah, couple they have other Captain ones. Marvel. Other ones and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel those, is like those, real like... Yeah, but they're yeah. later. So uh, Namor is actually super powerful. I don't know if you know anything about the Submariner. Do I, I, I do, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So he's, he is a class 100 level yeah. strength dude, like really strong. Phase rip, unearthly. Oh, okay. do, you know, do you know the different uh, levels and gauges? Do you remember them? Yeah. Okay, what are they? Well, so there's Marvel role-playing game, Marvel superheroes. It's called the phase rip system. Okay. Um, anyway, so there's different. There's a different scale. They have a numerical scale, but they're also famous for using the uh, uh, word word thing. So you'll have things like it'll go typical six, good ten, excellent twenty, remarkable thirty, incredible forty, amazing fifty, monstrous seventy five, unearthly one hundred, shift X, shift Y, shift Z, class one thousand, class. 3,000 class, 5,000 and beyond are the scales, if I recall correctly. Someone can correct me in the comments and show how horrible I, my memory is. Well, Jason did that from memory, just to, to let you know. Because so, it's not real people in the real world. So. Yeah, right. Um, and what was the what was Thor considered? Thor is, is class 100. Or class, not class 100, sorry. Unearthly, I just... There you go. I had to make this. No, he is class, that's class 100, yeah, though, isn't it, it? but unearthly is the name. Yeah, one hundred's a numerical. But they had always said that one hundred be it was one hundred tons. That's what you could lift. Yeah, they had different, they had different um, explanations at different times. And there's also even if you're not into the Marvel um, 
superheroes game, the phase rip thing that I mentioned. There was other Marvel games later, but they also had the guidebooks to the Marvel universe, handbooks to the Marvel universe, Uh those those comic things. Basically an encyclopedia of the Marvel universe, and there's several different versions. Really hard to collect. Some of them are very expensive. In the comic book, he broke adamantium cables that were wrapped around him. So out of all the materials in the Marvel Universe, the most notorious and arguably the most powerful is a metal known as adamantium. It is virtually indestructible. It's a man-made metal alloy. Adamantium is the stuff that coats Wolverine's bones and makes him unbreakable, uh, which helped also combine with his healing factor. Wolverine is nearly unbeatable. Now, pure adamantium is so powerful that beings like the Hulk can barely even dent it, much less break it. Villains like Ultron are known for constructing their bodies out of the material, which is actually they did vibranium in, in MCU, yeah. uh, making them virtually impervious to all harm. However, Except in the mu- it's magnetic. Just going to point that out there. Yes. Which Thor, technically, as being able to manipulate electricity, would be able to induce magnetic fields and therefore affect adamantium. I love Just when you bring in... Yes. That out mm-hmm. if I could throw that out It's there. because of the electrician in you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. However, in the Mighty Thor, uh, number 309, the God of Thunder proves that he's more up to the task uh, of breaking adamantium. As the issue begins, there's some high-tech uh, thugs uh, known as the Bombardiers, and they are highly advanced in their highly advanced uh, flying vehicle, and they're trying to destroy a building. And basically, eventually, Thor comes across the villains and knocks them out of the sky. When the criminals come out of the ship, they do so with jetpacks on their back, and they have all manners of offensive weaponry on them. One of their weapons uh, is basically a wraparound rocket, and they're made of adamantium straps, which ensnare Thor like um, snaking cables. Mm. Uh, he's moment- momentarily confused by the strength of these cables. Thor regains all of his senses when he realizes... Uh, that uh, innocents are in jeopardy. And by just then, he starts to flex, and Thor breaks free of the adamantium cables. That is incredible. Yeah. So he <laughs> could basically break Wolverine in half. Wow. So I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely at a higher level of superhero. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Thor has also, I'm going to name some other things he's done. He's knocked out the Phoenix Force before in the comic books. That's post. insane, yeah. Yep. Uh, he has cracked a celestial skull which we're going to pause on this one, okay? So uh, this was issue 387, and this is when he ends up fighting the Celestials. And this is probably one of the best story arcs that uh, Jason and I remember from yeah. the 300 series. If you recall from last episode where I mentioned in the monsters that Celestials were one of the great monsters because I think that they were the toughest thing that Thor ever fought. Yeah, they did give him a hard time for sure. Yeah, and so what happens is there's a... a a celestial by the name of uh, Exitar the Exterminator, and he's basically prone to destroying worlds completely, and he's a member of the celestial race, and uh, basically Thor needs to get into his skull. Literally. And, yeah, and so he ends up using Mjolnir, and he bashes a small hole in his skull and goes in. So that is no small feat, I can tell you that. Um, he once uh, knocked over Galactus, which yeah. is massive, mm-hmm. which I still think that they're going to introduce into the MCU. They better. When the Fantastic Four get their yeah, right, they have, they, rightful they, place, they've got it. Well, they have all the rights now, so they should be able to bring that in right, for so sure. Galactus and Doctor Doom will have to get into that. Uh, in the comic book, uh, he's also defeated Mangrog and Thanos back-to-back at one point during the, the comics. He's held up the uh, Asgardian world. He did that with Beta Ray Bill. He's resisted the gravitational pull of a neutron star. He's broke free from the weight of 20 planets. He's punched a dimensional rift open... 
Uh, he has leg pressed a million tons. He has thrown a planet out of orbit um, by arm wrestling with Hercules. That was a good episode. <laughs> it was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. He's destroyed the Silver Surfer's force field, which is ridiculous. Uh, he's lifted the World Serpent, which World wraps Serpent. around. Oh, one of the best two-panel scenes in a comic ever. Yeah, so good. Uh, he's pushed over the Leaning Tower of Pisa with one finger. Straightened it up. Straightened it up. <laughs> Let me fix that. And uh, in one of the greatest episodes uh, in comics uh, that I have read, uh, he's fought this guy a few times with the Incredible Hulk, but he oh, has so matched... Many, so many the, good fights they've had. He has matched the Hulk's strength for an hour straight. Yeah. Well, that's tough because the Hulk just gets more and more yeah. powerful the angrier he gets. So, like, the more he loses, the more, like, frustrated and angry and just becomes this ball of wrath. So if you can go toe-to-toe with him uh-huh. and keep it up, that's that's impressive. So, Alex, what's uh, in the MCU, because, again, you didn't really follow the comic books, what is your probably favorite Thor scene in the MCU in the movies that he's been in? In the movies, I really, really liked, especially this goes to my electrician thing, when he is in Thor Ragnarok, when uh-huh. he's on the bridge, and um, he's kind of been... Uh, he gets hit in the head, or he gets he gets, like severely injured by hell and by hella and is uh then oh, on the balcony on the she, balcony she, she and then he has a flashback to odin and odin says are you not thor the god of thunder not you're the god not of hammers the, you're not the god of hammers yeah you're the, you're the god of thunder and then on that bridge when he just fully unleashes and kind of get taps into his like elemental lightning control <laughs> And he just that the music start the music yeah. tunes in and he just jumps and he the lightning is flying out of him as he slams down and just those zombie like guys he's just he's just disintegrating them that was amazing yeah. his manipulation of lightning is his in everything else it's his far most underutilized power because that is incredibly like that is that, that's it. That, that that's the that's the that's his, that's what he needs to focus on. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because when he has that flashback and what you're referring to, he he basically tells Odin, he's like, I don't have my hammer. Yeah, and he's he like, goes, oh yeah, she's too strong. Yeah. I don't have my hammer. And then he goes, yeah. what are you, Thor, god of hammers? Yeah. And he says, the hammer was, you know, it's not the source of your power. It was, right? it was, it was just the, a focus. It was a conduit, yeah, exactly. And one of the best lines that Odin throws at him, he's like, um, even with two eyes, you can only see half the picture. Yeah. And uh, then Thor is sitting on his knees and he's looking at his dad and he's like, I'm, I'm not as powerful as you. I'm not as strong as you. And then he no, walks in and he turns and no, you're stronger. Yeah. Then right. that's when it just... And then at that so time, good. Thor had the one eye because, because Hela just, just took, That's just, what it was. Just just, yeah, yeah, that's and, what it was. And yeah. that's the whole thing about the wisdom of Odin gave up his eye uh-huh. to, for wisdom. Anyway, yeah. I just, I just, Great I love, scene. I love Great that scene and how he sort of embodied that, you know, not necessarily, he wasn't just punching and smashing things anymore. He was, you know, cause you think in God of Thunder, like fairly underutilized skill being that lightning is one of the most powerful forces on the planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's able to channel that. So that, that for me is that's where Thor started to kind of that electric thing. That's when I tuned in. Yeah. How about you, Jason? Do you have any uh, favorite moments uh, you can remember in the MCU? In the scenes, like just even the way that the third movie just started, that scene where he's hanging from the chain there, and it's just it's the whole scene from the beginning up there until the to the opening credits. It was great because he starts so he's hanging and he's like, "Oh, Thor in a cage," and it does a good exposition. He drops in front of Surtur there, yeah, and he he does it shows the thing that Thor has developed a bit, and he's not just the vain Thor from the first movie. He's grown. That he's, he's starting yeah. to do a little bit more cunning. That he's there and he tricks tricks Surtur into telling him the plan, like, you know, 
because all arch villains have to want to tell you the plan. But Thor has to, Thor <laughs> get the actually, monologuing. Get the monologuing. It, it was yeah. well done because Thor actually you know drew it out of him, and then they went into an awesome, an awesome fight scene with again where the music comes up. Yeah. And this time it was just you know boom hammer time, and he just laid into them and stuff. I mean, there was one minor bullshit thing in that that I also think from the second movie is the is the fire giants and and the frost giants. They're too small to be giants. I know they shrink with the. In the Marvel Universe, they had the things where the, the frost giants earlier were small until it got cold enough. But, I mean, these are the fire giants in their realm. They should have been a bit bigger. But so that's a minor minor nitpick there. But in that whole scene, it was just badass. It had yeah. the humor. It was it encapsulated. It was a good epitome of the best of the Marvel movies is it had a good balance of humor and cinematic comic book fighting action just within that little thing right from the opening until yeah. the credit started it was a small little slice but i thought it did a really good job of saying like you get a feeling for who thor is he's got this good humor thing that they went that way with him in the in the movies but they all he's also badass warrior and they did that in just a few minutes a really good double scene i like when they the phrase uh, basically suitor looks at him and he goes thor son of odin and he's like suitor son of <laughs> a <laughs> bitch yeah <laughs> My father killed you. Yeah, so yeah that good. was good. So, well, I mean, you mentioned bullshit, so let's go into Dane's dungeon now. Yeah, I was just saying that was a mi- minor thing. The scene was overall really good, but still, you know, I gotta... Okay, so we're going to talk about Dane's dungeon briefly. We're going to talk about some of the cool things uh, of Thor and some of the uh, bull stuff that uh, Thor has done in his comic book or uh, throughout history or things like that. So we'll kind of uh, jump into that. So you were talking about kind of the giants in, in the MCU. Not so good. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just like so many of the special effects were really well done. All they had to do, it's CGI things. Come on, guys, make the make the giants twice as big as uh-huh. as the things. Like, I mean, you can do it. It was a it was a kind of oversight. And I understand, like I said, in the comics, there was some of the thing where the frost giants were in a in a warm area, so they were too small. But then when they got the cold, they grew bigger. Yeah, but. So I'm going to talk about uh, one thing that I think is uh, part of the cool shit here, but it's also got part of some bullshit as well. Thor's beard. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm really down with Thor's beard. You? Well, really? They can't it. see you on camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a beard like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> so, the in the comic, do you remember why Thor had a beard? In the comic, I yeah. do remember why Thor had a beard. Okay, go for that it. That brings me to one of my not really bullshit things, but one of the things that I think that wasn't as good when they changed it in the movies, but I thought I can understand why they did it. Okay, Uh so Thor, in most of the comics, does not have a beard. Right. We talked before about the red-headed, red-headed Thor, but in the Marvel comics, he's got blonde hair. But another thing is that for most of the time, he doesn't have doesn't have a beard he's clean shaven yeah that's kind of like well that's kind of weird that's not manly but they but they did fix it um later on and again in those period of comics that that i really love and in the marvel movies they have hella come in later and be be odin's daughter and all that thing in the they changed for, they for the changed movies. the mythos so they, a little bit. So they changed the mythos. So we can get in. There's a few other points of bullshit about changing the mythos. But how Thor got his his beard is he had a big big fight with Hela and she ended up hurting him and hurting him, giving him fragile bones. They made him really weak. It was one of the great things in there. So Thor could no longer get into fights and stuff because he he would just be broken. So that's where he got his armor. So Thor didn't have armor before. And then he got this super cool armor and grew a beard because he was... He was scarred. He was scarred. He was scarred from Hela's fight. Yeah, exactly. So that's, what that's, it was. that's where both the beard and the armor came from. And that was one of the big, cool periods. Yeah. It's really hard in comics for them to be able to change a look of a character. Yeah. But that was a really big thing 
when they did that and that was sometimes when they make the changes it doesn't work so well you know it and sometimes it does i thought that one worked really well in fact the screen not screens but one of the wallpapers on on my main computer yep. actually has thor with the with the beard with the armor and the beard yeah and it's, it's not an official one from there i should find out the fan artist because the guy did, yeah, it is. Did it better even than the Marvel. Is artists. fantastic, and I think so. Do you, Alex, do you like Thor with a beard or without a beard? I like Thor with a beard for sure. Yeah. I think. I think especially. I. I think it's that Norse, like, yeah. Chris Hemsworth embodies him so well. Yeah, and it gets better as the time goes on. So I would even say like it doesn't necessarily for me when I thought also how he did it was so uh, beautiful when Stan Lee uh, in Ragnarok was the. <laughs> The, the guy who comes out in the gladiator arena and, and cuts like, his hair and cuts his hair down. Yeah. And it's like, no, not my hair. You know, it's like a big, like yeah. it was made, he made a big fuss about it, but mm-hmm. Stanley was the guy who cut it. Even <laughs> though it was Chris Hemsworth's idea to cut his hair because he hated having his hair that long. Yeah. He was like, I'm done with it. Um, and I thought it, it played brilliantly. I like the short haired beard Thor. I, th- I think it plays. Um, it was a good look too. Yeah. But that was the funny thing because Thor in the comics has never had short hair. No. So when they did in the movies, it was like, oh my God. They're, 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 might, there's been a lot of runoff. Yeah. Like after our time, I've dabbled a little bit. There's been like lots of well, so maybe one of them. But even, even like, and honestly, another thing you could say, cool shit or bullshit, is if we talk about Thor's helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay. To me, that's bullshit. It's old, it's old school. It's got the little wings on it. It's, yeah. it's old school Viking. Like Vikings didn't have horns with helmets on it. No, they didn't. It's bullshit. But it's got the wings. I was going to mention that the wings on the thing in the comic. That was one of the good things in the movie when he's in the arena and he gets that, yes. that helmet. Yeah, he does. And then he the, goes the and little, he yeah. flips the things up and it gives the little wings. So it was it was, it was a, it was nod a to good that. little nod to that. Yeah. And, and this is what I like. Sometimes the Marvel modern Marvel things do. Like the TV shows aren't as good, but remember Power Man. Pa- yeah. So you know where I'm going. I knew. Yeah. Where yeah, you're yeah. Going even even like Iron Fist, he ties. You know, like they always do a scene where they try and draw back to the original. Like even yeah. Iron Man, the first Iron Man, right when he's in the cage and he's building his thing, it's a big clunky suit yeah. of armor like they 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 done a very good job in yeah. trying to draw back that was to a the good, original good remix of the vietnam thing moved yes. to the yes. what was it afghanistan yeah 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 they did yeah it was it, it was well done and I think Jason's right. I mean, they, they do do a nod. Like the Power Man one was so yeah. good where they briefly had him in the, the yellow and the headband. Because he everything. was running away and he did some clothes. And he got <laughs> things. So he looked like the 70s thing. So it's good because you can't... Some of the stuff that worked in the 60s and 70s... Won't work now. Even 80s yeah. wouldn't work now. But And you're changing it. But at least go, okay, we know we changed it. Here's here's a little thing that gives you a little wink of how it was. And I also mentioned earlier about the Rockman from Saturn and about the origin story of Thor when he was fighting. Just throwing that one little guy that hit... Well, one big guy that he had to fight in that little scene of the Rockman from Saturn. It's like anyone that complains, like, okay, good. You, you've checked off that box. I can not complain. So okay, much. so let's also then talk about Thor because he did change in the MCU and uh, Fat Thor in, uh, in Endgame. So cool. Cool shit. Oh, amazing. So yeah. a lot of people just were like, this is the dumbest shit ever. What? Because he's out of shape and he should look like a superhero and this is dumb and this is also fat shaming and they what? totally went into yeah. like no it wasn't fat shaming he was like he was owning it you know like that's and this is the thing again Norse gods different from Greek gods Greek gods they were to get absolutely annihilated hammered drunk or messed up and they didn't even like the well, god of drinking was just always fucked up but then could just turn it off whenever he wanted right. the, but the was, gods had complete control these gods are afflicted by the same things that mortals are afflicted by i.e. getting fucking fat from sitting on the couch and playing video yeah, games and with it was your a, boys. You it know? was like, more about the depression and stuff like that, which isn't yeah. necessarily totally against the Greek thing because like Hercules after, after, or sorry, Heracles after killing his family and stuff, he has a rather big thing of depression. So. But he's also half human. But he's also half human. But 
in a way they're kind of parallelish characters too right. in a way but anyway, sorry that could go down a hole <laughs> yeah you see how Jason does this? Yeah. Sorry, but yeah, but I, and that's and that's what I'd say that uh, the the fat Thor to me was, um, you know, and it also showed that he could still be badass despite having a gut, and he didn't have to show off his physique to be yeah. a, a lead character. So it wasn't just he fat, kicked the shit out of Thanos as fat Thor. It was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't fat shaming. It was like, hey, even if you're fat, you can still be a hero. So it's it's not necessarily so there a you bad go. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. So one of my bullshit moments in the MCU, which which bugs me, is uh, Thor's new weapon. Oh, Stormbreaker. So Stormbreaker in the comics is not well. They eventually, but Storm Stormbreaker originally in the comics is Beta Ray Bill's uh, weapon, yeah. which Odin makes for him. Etri makes it. So Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill is an alien who was worthy and was able to wield Mjolnir. Got the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. They fought uh, in a couple episodes. Great comics. Uh, episodes, like Jason and I, Age Golden comics, Age, yeah. we loved it. They did make a little nod again in the movies there in the, on the, right near the arena on the building there, they had, they had a, they they had had a, yeah. built, they had a, a statue face of him on the, on the building there, but they didn't get into it. Yeah. So Beta Ray Bill ends up getting a, because he's such a worthy adversary and, uh, he's such a good guy. Odin, uh, he gets Itri to make him a hammer. hammer. And uh, Stormbreaker. Yeah, so it's yeah. not that the hammer itself is bullshit. It's the fact that it's it's more the fact that Beta Ray Bill is such cool shit that not including him is. But in the comic books now, that he has he has he, he has he so he go he gets Ultimate Mjolnir. He right. gets a couple different weapons that yeah. are Stormbreaker esque, but they. So what's this ultimate thing? This is this new fangled. Yeah, so they stuff. it's just it's a, they they improve upon Mjolnir and get like he it kind of Mjolnir gets enhanced and that's the next weapon that he gets mm-hmm. and then it goes off. I don't know enough about it to to speak accurately on it, but it goes off on that kind of train of enhancing and getting new weapons that way. But to me, the biggest problem that I had with Stormbreaker was the whole scene when they couldn't find the handle and Groot it's Groot's arm and he axes his own arm off like. First off, how can Groot just like slap his own arm off for one? Like that seems nuts. And also, like, why did he? Ha- I it just it didn't. I didn't didn't jive with me. It didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a huge fan. Like, yeah, sure, you threw Groot in there. I'm, I'm a huge Groot fan. I love Groot. Yeah. I didn't like how he needed to insert himself into that part of the story. I found it, you know, kind of frustrating that they huh. didn't have their shit together. And That's he interesting. To I had a different take hand. on that little bit there. Yeah. Why, what was your well, take? Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool because the world tree, and I was like Groot being kind of like a root, oh, yes. and then it sort of ties the thing together to I, hold the I hammer together. I had heard that fan the, theory, the, the, yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, wow, the tree, that's like And nice, that's why nice Thor took Groot so. in his school or whatever he says, I don't know if college, but whatever he said, he took, he, he can speak Groot's language yes. because that's a thing in Asgard because the Groot species are descendants of the world tree. Oh, and I did that, not know that. But and I just, so that, I saw that's the an actual fan like, oh, okay. like theory cool. thing that Groot is a direct <laughs> descendant of the world tree. Yeah. And oh, so okay. that part is kind of cool. But I, fuck, like, okay, I didn't still, know the theory, like, but you're still. making a hammer and you don't have your shit together, and he's like frying himself in the star. You're too busy watching Thor like cooking himself to be like, okay, guys, right. we need to have our shit together. Like, <laughs> right. I don't know where but the handle the whole, is. The whole thing of making the hammer is is fraught with with mistakes right like yes, it's that's not true. supposed to be that short and and and, and he's not he's not supposed to the original like, the original one's handle is too short yeah and 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 i you know like i guess it was kind of an impromptu thing and i guess i, I did like that scene especially peter dinklage playing the giant dwarf 
stuff. Yeah, yeah it was I awesome. love that. That was so cool. Nice yeah, too. yeah, it was it was really good. And they do change the mythology. You know, oh, I'm, they totally do. And that's speaking about the, the <laughs> bullshit sort of thing. Um, they had the the Hela and uh, the Fenris wolf being the, undead. No, the the who they related the lineage, to. Yeah. The, oh, the parentage. Yes. Yeah. If you want to speak to that. Yeah, because to, they're to both Loki. they're both offspring, of offspring Loki. of Loki. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the in the movies they change that, and in some ways the movies are kind of compressing things. It's the movies are good, but it's too bad that they didn't get to be a TV series because movies don't really have the freedom to properly draw things out. Like you got to remember the comics have got hundreds and hundreds of of issues to go over these mm-hmm. things, and it's like decades, like what nineteen sixties. So even if it was say let's round it up and say 1970s like yeah. you know you're you're 40 50 years plus of comics here to car- try to compress into a few movies it's like yeah they they just some things wrong but it's kind of tough too bad they it's hard to do it right series. with you know yeah. an hour three and hours. a half or three hours oh, i guess three hours well, now they re-released endgame and they added more footage yeah, well they could have the deleted scenes you know you but you know why they did that right because oh they wanted to push it over the two well, two yeah, billion john wick beat them in the first weekend and then uh, Avatar still holds the record, so they're they're coming. They're still they're hungry for it. That's did they beat it? I don't know. I don't. I, I, it hasn't come out yet, has it? it the, oh, I thought it already did. The, uh, the new Avengers. Endgame? Yeah, the the, oh. the extended version. Oh. Did did it not come Why out? Have we not seen it? We should go see it. <laughs> I'll go see the extended again. I don't know. <laughs> but it's basically you're saying they just did this as a. I think out. that's my theory. My theory is that oh hey, Endgame should have been the movie to break the record, which it should. Fuck Avatar, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> like fuck 3D technology, that's bullshit. Avatar, Pocahontas remade, Avengers should be like let's everybody go see Avengers Endgame so that we break the fucking records. Come on, like so it it's funny they they speak to the geek culture, right? I have a I have a buddy of mine. And his name is Jeremy, and he lives in Japan. Mega geek. Absolutely in love with Star Wars. Everything Star Wars. Uh, Also a Marvel guy. But if they come out with extended versions, he goes watch it. You know, like... Mm -hmm. I always read his posts on Facebook, and it's everything Star Wars. Love it. Oh, I've uh, I went to go see Star Wars uh, Rogue One for the nineteenth time. You know that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I own everything on Blu-ray. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so he's the type of guy. It's like, oh, they have an extended version. Well, I have to go see this because I have never seen that movie before. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's always that type of person out there, mm-hmm. um, present company included. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to see the. Well, it's like you show me that scene with Vision being cut out. Like that should have been in the movie. You know, like there's oh, some scenes that are that they cut out that are integral to the story, and then you're like, why did you show me that 20 minute thing with that love interest that I don't care about yeah. whatsoever? Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, it's tough. They got to make a movie, but you're right. At the end of the day, I think that. Hella in the MCU, at least in the movie, was bullshit due to the act, like compared to the actual goddess of death. Yeah. Her malice, her wrath, like death, like death is such a huge thing for all of humanity. And mm-hmm. to give that role to a woman, that's a huge in in regards to the Norse, the Norse, mythology. the Norse mythology, yeah, yeah, it's yes. huge. That's that's yeah, that's awesome. That's but that's but it massive. also makes yeah. sense too, right? Women are more closely well, linked to life, to life. So, exactly. And so they, they drew that do, parallel. So and they and, and and this is and when we think about a god like Thor, who embodies everything about a man that is you know almost frowned upon these days, and yet they also have a culture that supports women. It's such a it's such a fantastic. 
uh, parallel that's drawn between the two of them and how these kind of roles can be intermingled in the society can be formed. Well, see, the great thing is, I'm going to give you a history lesson of my people. Are you ready? So, <laughs> so the, the great thing about the women back in the, the Viking age, uh, again, we were talking about how progressive they were. Yes, she was the goddess of death, but let's take the mythology mm-hmm. out of this. Women back then, they could be warriors. They could be shield maidens. They fought side by side with men yeah. uh, when they went on raids. Uh, they ended up, they were able to own land. They were able to divorce their husbands. Yeah, that's uh, a big one, yeah. Like yeah. tons of, tons of uh, stuff. So very cool. And I think that's where the Viking culture, obviously this episode is not about the Viking culture. I could go on about it, but that's why it was really progressive in many different ways. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is we're talking about uh, Thor having red hair, you know, and they changed it to blonde hair. So back then having blonde hair was a sign of uh, royalty, nobility. Uh, right. And so they would actually bleach their hair. Oh, really? So many Vikings that. did not have blonde hair, but uh, they would bleach their hair blonde because it was, you know, it was, um, it was considered height of fashion. Right. They ended up showering once a week, which was, their hygiene that's very Standards very high at that time were that's incredibly high yeah, yeah. Uh, during archaeological digs they have found combs they have found um, toothpicks or, or like for, for, for brushing, brushing teeth, yeah. uh, uh, ear picks to clean your ears and that type of thing so it was they were very fastidious on how they wanted to keep clean and and all these it's things hard so. when you're just pillaging and murdering all the day you got you got to tidy up afterwards Dude, you, you got to clean that I mean? blood got, off that Christian yeah. blood doesn't wash itself off <laughs> yeah. and, but that's one of the things about the Viking culture that people totally mistake that they think oh there's these warriors and stuff they were farmers and yeah. the whole the word Viking which they used back then Viking Basically, Vike means fjord or uh, entry of water. So it was people, it was pirating. Yes. Right? So it's not all of them. It's just that's actually. Yeah. So your profession is your profession, but some of them would go out. And and so um, another episode for sure. (laughs) But uh, very, very cool culture that is um, misunderstood. And they they did uh, during a 400 year period, they they ruled the world. Yeah. They conquered everybody. England, they went to Russia, they went down to France. They're they traveling went, is what it still astounds me to this day, that you can literally set out in a long boat and uh, row that across the ocean and yep. then go fuck everybody up and steal all their shit and then go back. Yeah. It's insanity. And one of the things about the longship is because all the other ships during the time, they were they were really quite inferior. The longship could go up rivers. They could go into super shallow waters. Because, the, because of the oars. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, they were, yeah. they were able to just... You and know, all of like a sudden, the Pirates of the Caribbean scene where they take the oars and stick them in the cannon holes or whatever. Yeah. It's like the Vikings figured that shit out a long time ago. And the great thing about the Vikings, I mean, they found the settlement of Iceland. They basically colonized Iceland. Uh, they ended up going to, to Canada. Um, Canada. They discovered, you know, that wasn't Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in, in 1000, uh, yeah, the year 1000, they basically came over to, to Newfoundland. So, After glacial warming period, but we can do that. <laughs> I, here's an interesting trivia point about the Vikings. When the Vikings ended up going to uh, Iceland, they basically Iceland was covered with uh, trees at one point. Okay. However, they cut down all the trees on the entire island to build their ships. To build their ships, to and burn it, and yeah. all that stuff. And the problem is, if you don't have trees, what happens is the soil ends up loosening, and it, it turns into this big dust bowl. Oh, right. And because uh, the erosion and stuff like that, and so they had these massive, massive dust storms in Iceland. It actually buried a city. Uh, wow. A couple hundred years ago, and uh, so it's very interesting. And they say that this is—I don't know if I believe this, but this is interesting trivia point. The amount of carbon dioxide that gets put out and is not absorbed in the Iceland area is tremendous because there are no trees. Right. 
right? If you have trees, they take in the carbon dioxide, yeah, they produce yeah, oxygen. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't have that, so a massive contributor to a greenhouse gases. Yeah. Freaking Vikings. There you go. Still, still Iceland is <laughs> one of the coolest places. Yeah. If I didn't have so much stuff, that'd be one of the places I would think about moving to. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's beautiful. I haven't been there. I'd like to go there. So yeah, that's uh, some of the cool shit and bullshit. So Jason, do you have anything else uh, as we close out here, the episode of Thor, the God of Thunder? Uh, no, I just, I, I, I implore people if you want to, if you're, if you know, I, I think everybody nowadays knows Thor from the Marvel MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, you know, encourage people to dig a little bit. And if you're a fan to dig into that mythology and kind of see some of the old stories they're they're crazy. They blow your mind. They are from people looking at the world at a different time and mm-hmm. the struggle is real. And I feel like that lets the fantasy be far more real yeah and the myth lives on because we're still we're still we're still dealing with their mythology today and remaking it that's one of the beauties of these things it's so many and there's so many great episodes like the movies are great but get back into the comics too i mean there's so many good things there like the the world serpent that spread between the two there with that fight and that panel oh, yeah you know what I, like yep. i just mentioned it and you can just you can picture yeah it's very what's cool. going on there and there's so many moments like that within the thing we talked about the celestial thing we can get get into there There's and one of the great things about uh, Thor and the, the resurrection and stuff that's happening in Iceland they basically have brought back there's a they constructed a temple to the Norse mythology it really? Is, yeah so it's one more reason to visit it is they're bringing it back wow you know so fantastic it's coming kind of full circle yeah. it's very interesting so Thor uh, known as the god of thunder also of lightning and storms he's also known as the god of the oak trees and of strength he's also the, he's a protector of uh, mankind humankind and uh, also uh, is known as the god of uh, fertility sometimes as well. That's a little yeah. side thing. So yeah, I gotta say fertility a, because uh, he, he gets around. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He looks but, like Chris Hemsworth. But I gotta <laughs> call bullshit on this episode that we're doing here today. What? Why? Because we didn't touch upon something. No. What? What day are we doing this on? On Thor- oh, uh, oh yeah, we should have done, done it yesterday. Yes. Oh, Thor's day. That's and that's a good point. Like literally Thursday, Thor's day. Yes. Yeah. And and Wednesday? Odin's, Odin's day. day. Yeah. yeah. And we get a whole bunch of words from thing. The word thing comes from a treaty that was signed. It's a Viking thing. Yeah. Thing. Uh the the word uh husband and um and wife are also Norse. Yeah. So there's tons the Norse, of words. Like, Thor's cool, Norse mythology is cool. There's so much cool stuff to, to get yeah. into with that. So thanks guys. And uh this was episode ten. We were doing the God of Thunder and uh We'll be back, of course, next week with something else. And until then, Skull! Enough said. Enough said. (laughs) 